is David Willeman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? This is Zach Osborne. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. something cool the guys at the Moto X Pod Show I love the Moto X Pod Show it's completely different yeah. and it's completely original and it's completely cool hell yeah it is thanks Steve Mathis we appreciate that the Moto X Pod Show completely original completely cool man Steve you know that was hidden you didn't know about that there Scotty but that was some hidden audio we had some guys in in the uh, Pulp Empire recording for us and sent that over so yeah, he, he didn't want the other shows to feel bad, so he kind of right. had kind of had to get it in the deleted scenes. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously we're back. I think we have the sound figured out for our YouTube viewers. So we've got a few giveaways for our YouTube viewers tonight for sticking with us. We apologize for the last couple of weeks. Uh, TJ did come over Sunday. I actually learned how to figure out. How, I know now know how to run the cameras. Think we got it figured out. So anyway, uh, tonight episode one seventy eight. With Gas Gas's Michael Moseman. We've got Brian Pierce. He is at Seat Time on Instagram. He's got a cool little thing he started. Um, I, he reached out to me. I thought it was interesting, so I want to talk to him. And then we've got uh, Derek Rankin. You guys know him as Jericho on again. He is now Christian Craig's mechanic working over at Star Yamaha. Uh, you know, he worked with Benny Bloss this summer. And he was at Rocky Mountain KTM forever. So we're going to get him on for a little bit, talk about that. We have an all-new Torque One. Still don't really have a title for it. Right now, we're calling it Cross-Rutted. That seems to be leading the way. Uh, but we're going to do an all-new Torque One se- Cross-Rutted for tonight segment. Uh, we have another topic. A few people reached out. They seem to like it. We have some suggestions on other topics we're going to do. Uh, don't forget to reach out with to us at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Give us uh, your opinions on the segment. If you have any ideas for upcoming topics where you want to come in and talk to us, and even if you don't want to come on and talk to us, give us some ideas for some topics. We still have the options title segment uh, or segment title of cross rutted or free ride or outside the lines or off camber. So give us your favorite. I want to know what it is. Um, Let's give our, our sponsors a read. Obviously, our title sponsor is at a, is a Cherubis USA. For decades, a Cherubis has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, a Cherubis has what you need. Visit com or call 1-800-659-1440. Let Brian know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Obviously, X-Brand is still on board with us. Williams Moto Works. Bermlord Graphics and Jersey ID. Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, and Power Band Racing for you WP suspension guys like Hal. He, lo- he loves Power Band Racing. They take care of him. Um, so we've got about 20 minutes before our first guest, Scotty. First thing I want to do, if you guys can see the shirt, 30 plus 2. Um, Andrew was on last week talking about what they're doing. I got my shirt in. I hope you guys reached out to him. Maybe, you know, sent some money over to help some privateers and got your shirt. What I do have is some stickers. 
I got the 30 plus two sticker. I got four of them. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if you guys are listening. I'm sorry if you're listening post, but if you're on YouTube live, we're going to give these four stickers away. First four people to send us an email to moto X pod show, right? Moto X pod show at gmail.com. First four people that send us an email that's put sticker in the context, uh, that whatever it's called the content headline. Uh, and we'll give you a sticker. Send us your, send us your address too. So that's the, that's the first giveaway of the night Four stickers. Uh, let me look at my notes here. Okay. We are going to give, I have a Honda little backpack. I guess you guys can see that on camera. It is signed by Ken Roxon. Uh, here you go, Scotty. Take it. You can hold it up to camera. We're going to give this bag away on YouTube to one of our YouTube viewers tonight after Michael Moseman. We're going to have a little trivia question. So you guys are going to have to get your questions in on YouTube. We'll give that thing away. It's pretty cool. I will tell you, it's slightly Sign- used. Signatures right here. It is slightly used. Uh, I got it like two, maybe I think two years ago, and my stepdaughter had it hanging in her room. Use it like once. But, dude, it's signed by Kenny Roxon. It's still got the signature Yeah, it's still got the signature. Very legible signature. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I don't know for sure she even used it. It was hanging in her room. But I, my my fiancé found it, and I was like, yeah, man, we'll give that thing away. That's cool. So we got that. Um, we are right now going to draw for the Fly Casual giveaway. $100 worth retail worth of give, uh, Fly Casual gear. Not gear. Casual stuff. We had some emails come in. We've got them right here in the Fly hat. Pick you, a, pick you one out there, Scotty. And if you guys remember last week what I said, send me an email about what you guys did for Halloween. We got a few of those. And our winner is Samuel. Oh, that's uh, a Spear Ranch. He's down near Houston area. Not Houston. He's over near um, <sighs> Cycle Ranch, that area. But, uh, okay, so let me bear with me, guys, here. I'm going to pull up that email, and we're going to – I'll read it to you, see what, what he did for yeah. Halloween. Cycle Ranch is, is like great radio, but it, you just have to bear with me. Cycle Ranch is so close, and I've never rode it, oh, and it cool. breaks my heart that I've never rode that track. All right, here we go. So Samuel says, honestly, Halloween was a disappointment for the most part. As far as trick or treating was concerned, took the kiddo to a tr- uh, trunk or treat, and went to two neighborhoods that were very sparsely giving out candy. Felt bad for my kiddo who was dressed as Optimus Prime. Good costume. Also went to pick up some materials to start work on a private trials enduro cross training course uh, for the owner of for the owner of my sponsoring dealer. He went to a Halloween wedding dressed as a bride, which was hilarious. He actually sent me a couple pictures of that. But yeah, check out Samuel at a Spear Ranch on Instagram. Pretty good follow. He does a lot of cross country stuff. Big supporter of the show. So congratulations, Samuel. I'll get with you about your your casual wear. Uh, let's see here. Shock Socks giveaway tonight to our YouTube listeners. Later in the show, if you stay on YouTube watching with us, I have a set of Shock Socks. I have a red set and a green set. Somebody will win those. I'll let you pick your set. And I don't know yet how we're going to do that, but it will be later in the show. So hang tight for that. And don't forget, we still have the contest going on one more week. Blood lubricant oil and polyclean. And with that one, I said tag us. pick up, Post it Wheelie Wednesday, Wheelie Wednesday or whatever the hell we want to call it. I want a picture of you doing a wheelie. Tag the show, tag at Blood Lubricants, and we'll give you some oil, man. It's the best oil on the planet. All you got to do is post a picture of you yeah, doing a wheelie. I mean, it's good because after you spend all that time copying your video for your wheelie, you'll it's not need, the video. It's a picture. Well, a picture. Well, you'll still, after all that ride time to get the perfect wheelie, then you'll now have the oil to change. Absolutely. So it's so worth it. We're still waiting on that. That's going to be next week if we do a show. It could be an off week. I don't know yet. Um, but anyway, that's, that's what we got going on. 
Uh, we got 15 minutes or so. So how, any, anything going on in the chat room? Anybody got anything I want to talk um, about? Everybody seems to be... Looks like I already have an email. Let's, but go ahead. Everybody seems to be happy that the sound's fixed. <laughs> yeah. Not, 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 Nobody near as much as me. All right, no. yeah, David Brown. That's Blue. Blue's already in. He's the first winner of a sticker. So I, I'm going to ignore this the rest of the night because TJ would be mad at me right now. Okay. So uh, because I'm not supposed to be looking at all that stuff. But, yeah, way to go, Blue. Um. Yeah, cool. So we we give some of these thirty plus two stickers away. Uh, so what were you? I'm sorry, I know it's a blank. Oh, what were you saying? No, I was just saying. Yeah, so everybody had their pitchforks and torches out last week, so they, they're they're away <laughs> yeah. this week. So we're good. Yeah, I'm glad the sound's fixed. It, you know, it, I we sw- we had switched laptops last week. Yeah, that was the problem. I moved my laptop out here to use YouTube, and what it was was the microphone on the laptop was on. Yeah. So it was listening. Our our voices were going through our our mics, but also recording through the laptop, which had a little bit of a delay, and it was looping. Yeah, it's it was it was basically <laughs> like it was like trying to film a show in Alice in Wonderland. It was yeah. just, it was crazy. And I believe there, if you guys are watching on YouTube, there may still be a small delay. I think the audio's coming first. We are working on some software to fix that. TJ's on it. He's out in Vegas right now. We're gonna try to call him later for the Torque One segment, but he is working on getting that fixed. So we're gonna get everything streamlined. Travis Marks has been helping me out. We're going to upgrade the laptop. So all that's coming, guys. Uh, I'm really excited about episode 178 tonight. Uh, I, If you guys heard and, and saw our, my, my, my co-host here, Scotty, did not. I recently got to do the Racer X Moto Marketing Pod with Luke Nessler. That was a lot of fun. Luke gets into the business side of different people in the industry, and he was just kind of asking me how the show started, how I got involved, how I get my guests. That was really cool. If you haven't checked it out at Racer X, uh, go check it out because I've gotten a ton of good feedback. Like a lot of people were like, dude, that's one of the best pods I've heard. And I don't know if that was because of me. They just liked it. So I think that's really cool. And then this week on Friday, I'm doing a Moto Limited Network pod. I believe that's based out of Australia. My buddy Nick Still, who's been helping me with my notes for uh, Pulp. Yeah. is part of that. And I'm going to do that thing. So yeah, you guys go check out Moto Limited Network. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I have no idea what they want to talk to me about, but they wanted me to come on. So anything, uh, it's gonna be cool. So I, I told you off air and I'm, I'm getting this from Steve and some other social media sites, but it looks like JGR isn't going to no be around loss. for Supercross at yeah. the very least. Not good for our industry. What do you think? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it kind of shows like those guys had all the resources and all the money in the world. And I kind of have two, kind of two sides on this, and we both we kind of you just touched on both of them really. Okay. Is the guy like we have tonight, seat time guy, the guy last week with the thirty plus two, the guy doing the the moto uh, marketing, mm-hmm. those things are are helping our sport be more wholesome and be more in- inclusive, I believe, and 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 more approachable because it's such a volatile industry because it because you're racing and it's competitive sure and i i think that that those are growing the sport but a a team like jgr trying for as long as they did and then having to pull out that is like you said that is dude a team like you said like jgr right a team that owns a nascar team a nascar team that they have titles the biggest as far as i know the biggest automobile racing organization in the united states nascar Joe Gibbs, who, I mean, who, if he can't get sponsors, that team, how is anybody else? Well, and is, and 
it's the it's I've talked well, about this before. It's oh, I'll, let you, I'll let you finish, but well, I, I I was just gonna say it's the years. It's it's hard to duplicate the years of research and development that goes into that lock and and key, and it's like if there's an, it's it's almost like we're trying to it's it's almost like a kingdom like Game of Thrones or oh, something right. like that. Good reference. Like where where if if there's not a change in how the power is is goes down, yeah, it's never gonna it's never gonna include any of those other people outside people. And they were actually talking about that on Pulp last night, where like. People that are in the Fortune 500 on what on uh, that, that other show that we don't really talk, we Never heard of to it. talk about, but uh, they they even talked about how the the Fortune 500 companies aren't involved because they don't want to have to deal because it's just not worth it because they're not trying to deal. So yeah. it needs to change from the top, and then teams like that need to be more. I don't know if it's more support or send. I mean, they're repping your brand. Like you think you would send somebody over there to help them out, you know? Like it's strange the, the, it, from the manufacturer. What I was gonna say though is I don't know that the JGR thing is completely sponsor related right now because I think they did lock down that casino as a title sponsor. I believe that was a go. The issue now is something to do with Suzuki, and they are not on the same page. Yeah. I, obviously, I don't have those details, uh, and I'm sure it will come out. But regardless of what the issue is, it sucks. That's a team. That's going to disappear. Now, what is Alex Martin going to do? What is Joey Savacci going to do? Uh, who else do they have? Teasdale, maybe? Somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, like, what's going to happen now? It it, it sucks, man. I mean, it, it <laughs> we we need those teams, and it's not good. If they can't, if they can't last. I, every, it seems like everybody's saying that, uh, you know, it's been in question for years now. Like, Oh, yeah, for them, for sure. It, it shows that it's hard to just go buy a championship, though. Very true. Very true. Um, okay. I, I do want to talk about one other thing. This is non-motor related. If you're listening, uh, later, you won't have any idea what I I'm showing here, but I, I recently, I've been wanting one of these, like they call them, uh, minimalist wallets that protect your credit cards, whatever. It's just like this, uh, yeah, the camera can kind of yep. see it. So I don't know. I was doing a bunch of research and I found this one by a company called Akini, A-K-E-E-N-I. They're not sponsoring us. They didn't even give me a discount. But it was pretty costly, but it's made out of like metal. It has a carbon fiber cover for my business cards. If you guys can see on the camera, holds on my credit cards, money. I don't know, dude. I thought this thing was pretty cool. The more I've carried it for about a week now, I'm really falling in love with this thing. If you guys have any interest. What's the name? Akini, A-K-E-E-N-I. And I think the company is actually called Stow, S-T-O-W. So I don't know. Check it out if you have any interest. I just thought it was cool. Uh, like I said, they were actually, they're based out of Redding, California, which is north of where my mom's from in Red Bluff. And I don't know. I just thought it was cool. They engraved it for me. It says Dark Side on it because I'm a nerd. Uh, but anyway, it's pretty cool. Just oh, wanted to give a shout out. Freddie Noren's out of a ride because of that JGR yeah, thing Oh, too. yeah. Freddie, yeah. that was the other one. Yep. There you go. Thank you, guys. Good job, Garrett. <laughs> uh, can't, I can't give him. No, no, Garrett. <laughs> Shut up, Garrett. You don't know nothing. Okay. So let's let's take a quick break. We're going to get ready for Michael Moseman. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk to our YouTube listeners who are yeah. able to watch. So we appreciate you guys. Quick break. We'll be back with Michael Moseman. What's up? My name's Evan Ferry, and we're on the Moto X Pod Show. All right. Our first guest of the night is brought to you by Torque One Racing. They are bringing you high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, and more. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tonight, Torque One Racing brings us Gas Gas's own Michael Moseman. My boy. What's up, Mose? Yahoo! What is going on? Not much, dude. It seems so weird to say gas, gas. 
but hey, <laughs> um, let's talk. Well, all right, how you feeling, man? I mean, you you were uh, you got hurt before nationals. Originally mm-hmm. supposed to miss three races, or that was at least what was released. What yeah. happened? What went down? Um, give us a little st- background on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting used to saying gas, gas myself, but, uh, yeah, so I, I had an injury, uh, I had a concussion, um, probably the worst, um, I've ever had, and, um, and with concussions, it's, it's really confusing, there's, it's, the process of healing can be very slow, and, um, I mean, I, I hit pretty hard, so the process of healing was pretty much on par for how hard I hit, but, um, yeah. And so it was, it was kind of just playing it by ear. So they said, you know, I'm going to at least miss the first three, but, um, I wasn't healing quite as we would have, uh, hoped. Mm-hmm. And so took the extra time and then, um, almost came back for, um, like the last two, but we, we decided against it. So, yeah, you're you're a pretty. Oh, we talk about this a lot. You're a very intelligent guy, um, not the typical motocross racer, methodical. And when you have an injury like that, that's brain related, that can be very scary. I'm sure that you you thought long and hard about when to come back and what's worth, you know, if it's worth it to come back too early or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I got uh, I got a lot of pe- good people in my corner too yep. that are just uh, they're concerned about me as a person before me as a racer, and um, you know the head's nothing to play with. And no. so uh, I actually uh, I didn't I mean I I know the concussion protocol um, really well. Uh, I used to be trained by the guy who ran it, so um, I, I'm very familiar with that. And so I I immediately went into protocol mode and. Um, and then after, I think it was like a week and a half or so, like I hadn't, I was still experiencing symptoms and, and then we went, I went to, uh, uh, a, uh, neurologist, uh, one of the guys who deals with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the team Tom Brady now plays for. And, uh, yeah, and so he, I told him what I'd been doing, and he was pretty much like, "Ah, stay the course. You got it going on." Um, so I just kept going there, and um, you know, I, I got back, got back feeling good. But um, yeah, uh, I'm feeling feeling really good now. Good. Getting back on the bike, so uh, I'm stoked. Hopefully, uh, shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, because I, 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 as always, I'm tired of this uh, Austin Forkner talk is the favorite, or you know Daniel Blair saying Christian Craig's, you know, maybe the guy right now. Like, no, man, you guys are forgetting my guy Moseman. Moseman's the guy. Mm. <laughs> We're coming, man. We're coming. I tell you what, new team. I think it's gonna be a really good switch for me. Um, the bike absolutely rips. Um, it is very fast. It's a little bit lighter. Um, and I'm gelling with the team. I think they, uh, I, I, I love, I love the Rockstar guys. I, I love my time there. Um, but I think this switch and just how, uh, team manager TK, um, just how he thinks yeah. and his attention to detail is, uh, more like-minded with mine. 
um, as well as only having three guys on the team. So I'm getting a lot of attention, and uh, we're already um, spending time testing. And I like our suspension guy, Adam, a lot. Uh, we found some really good stuff. So uh, I'm excited. I, I think uh, I think this, this could be the year. Dude, I love that. Uh, yeah, Michael, I was – that's kind of one of my questions was I was wondering, like, you know, uh, first of all, are you, are you glad that you don't have to do those uh, those rock star uh, pro- <laughs> promos anymore with the can on stuff? And then, oh, and then also just kind of, you know, just kind of go into a little more about the di- what's the differences you've seen of how Rockstar and the Red Bull treats their riders, and and do you do you feel like you are in that better spot now? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I have some, some friends, though, that they're all bummed because they said uh, Manuel is really good and funny. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be on this new team. I think um, just the way the bike handles has, has been really good so far. And um, as far as, like, Rockstar to Red Bull and how they treat their guys, uh, I haven't had a lot um, of dealing with, like, actual Red Bull um people i suppose right um just yet but i'm sure it's somewhere around the corner i'm out in california so i would love to go to the facility and you know run through their tests and see where i stack up and see <laughs> what i need to work on so there's there's a lot of a lot of tools that are available and um so it's 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 exciting yeah, I've heard about the the facility. You know, when Kenny was going through some of his issues, uh, I think it was last year, maybe going into last year, he was doing a lot of stuff there. They were talking about it. it sounds like it's definitely state of the art. Uh, so yeah, that'd be cool yeah. for you to get to check that out. Hey, let me ask you this, and I don't know what you, what you can say or what you're willing to say, but how did the transition from Husky to Gas Gas happen? Do they just come and say, "Hey, you're moving," or like, what's is what's the process of that? Are you allowed to talk about that? Uh. I don't know. I don't know okay. if I'm allowed to or not. Uh, so, I was, um, I heard some rumors, just like, that they were talking about this or that, this person over there, that person over there, and uh, I was thinking about it myself as far as, like, making, like, I, I felt like I could make it happen if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, I saw that my team, we were going to be seven riders at Husky if I stayed. And uh, that's just, like, too many. It's, that's hectic. <laughs> that's like um, yeah, and so I was, like, I was kind of seeing that and um, just thinking that it might be a good thing for a change. Um, you know, to, to be with Red Bull might be a good thing. Um, to be in the CLB helmet and um, protect the head a little bit further. And so, um, yeah, I, I think I was I was thinking about it and then, um, Roger called me and, and said that that was something that um, he he wanted to do and he was thinking too and so okay. um, we got together and, and worked out the details and um, yeah it worked out great alright well, um, um, Michael I was going through some of your results and the the trend through the years it, it keeps the your average keeps getting lower and lower and lower mm. and we kind of mentioned this at the beginning but I, do you feel that you're one of the main contenders going to this next year? And if if you don't, what what do let, you? Let me answer that for you. Yes. Well, I mean, I know, but it's <laughs> it's it's part it's the formality. Come on. I know. Now. I just 
Well, uh, if you I'm don't just... feel that way, what is the what is the main thing that holding you from feeling like that? And do you feel like you're on the right track to be the guy? Because I think you are. Yeah. No. Of course. I mean, uh, I'm constantly working. I'm constantly growing, and um, you know, I, I've I've had a lot of experience now. Um, I'm on a great bike with a great team. I'm a great starter. Uh, you know, some guys moved out. I, I feel like I'm really, you know, one of the best guys in the class. And so, um, I don't see why not. Really, I don't. I don't see why not. And uh, that's, that's definitely what I'm gunning for. And I want to be. I just want to. I want to be in the fight. And so. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think I, I can improve my race craft, mm. um, and I can improve my whoops for sure. And uh, honestly, we've done some suspension adjustments, and it's already looking right. looking good. So uh, those are kind of like the two main things that I'm like really trying to attack this off season. And um, I think with my historically the things I've set out to get better at, I have, and so. Um, I have a lot of confidence going into this, this nice. season. Um, all right. When do you get to go back home to Florida? Uh, I don't know. It might be as late as January. Oh, wow. I know. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, you're, you're not a Cali um, guy. You know what? I'm not, but it rained out here the other day. It's like the dust is down, like the air quality is better. And... Um, I'm I'm settling in. I'm getting a little bit of a routine. I got a church I'm going to, and so I'm I'm figuring things out. Okay. I got some restaurants that'll let me in without a mask. So. <laughs> right on. Um, all right. So, Michael, the only thing about this deal that I don't love, and this is just my personal bias, is no more fly racing. I'm a fly guy, and you're not on my team anymore, man. That mm. that, that kind of bums me out. I mean. TLD, Troy's awesome, you know, and I've got some of our, our listeners are huge Troy Lee fans. Yeah. But, man, I, I hated seeing you step away from our team. Hmm. Yeah, man. Sorry, uh, sorry to do it to you, but. <laughs> I'll get uh, over it. I'll get over it. <laughs> the way she goes. No, I'm, yeah, Fly, I, I love Fly. I mean, they were really, really good to me, and, um, yeah, I love the guys over there. And yeah. Uh, but I'm also really enjoying TLD. Um, I'm really specific about the pants I wear mm-hmm. um, on starts. Um, and there's certain pants that, like, just the way, like, how stretchy they are, how not stretchy they are, um, it, it matters a lot to me. And so uh, I'm really liking the TLD pant. It's got, like, a certain amount of stretch. Okay. So where when I, when I take off, like, I'm not sliding back. Um, like hardly any in. So okay. Uh, so I'm 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 really enjoying the TLD pants right now, but I'm weird and specific about that stuff. So nothing wrong with that, man. It, nothing wrong with that. You know, all it's such a small industry, man. It happens. You know, you, you you're bound to be with a, a sponsor for a little while, and things have to change. I mean, your teammate, right? I mean, he <laughs> he was with Alpine Star. He was a diehard Alpine Star guy, and uh, you know, <clears throat> moved over. And have you had a chance to? Uh, visit with Justin and Pierce a little bit, hang out, and are you guys together every day? Yeah. How's that going? Yeah, so uh, I trained with Pierce a lot last year. Yeah. Um, so we, we're, we're homies, we're friends. 
Uh, he's a cool dude. He came out. He's he's looking pretty good, uh, like walking around stuff from his surgery. Um, and then with uh, with Justin, that dude is a kook. I mean, he lives like he rides. Like he's just full gas. Right. Like on the rev limiter, and uh, it's 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 funny to be around. I asked him. I was like, dude, have you would you ever do like comedy set? Like like he just is comedy. I can see uh, that. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We talked about it. When I was, when he was on, like, I, I collected his goggles when I was a kid. Like, he, I think it was, like, when he just moved up to the 450 or something. Yeah. And uh, I, I have his goggles, like, from a long time ago from Hangtown. Like, I was that kid to him, and now we're teammates. You know, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. So, I like he's, that. Uh, he's old. He's a football. Yeah, he mentioned on Pulp last week that he kind of feels like he could be a role model to you and Pierce, the younger guys. And it's sort of funny to think of Bam Bam as a role model, but yeah, he is that he's been around a long time. He has a lot to that he could teach. Um, you know, I think there's some things that you might not want to take away from him, but uh, I mean, it's funny though. With that, you know, every he has the reputation, and and it's deserved at times for being very aggressive. But if you ask him, like after a race, usually he's like, "I don't. What are you talking about? That was fun. That was like the best race ever." He doesn't even like his brainwave. I think when racing is just different. Yeah, no, he's a kook for sure. Good. Uh, I, I I love him though. Uh, he's fun to be around and. Um, I don't know. We we get along well, and if I'm gonna be out here till January, then uh, we're definitely gonna be doing some motos together. I told him today. I'm. A, I said, you're gonna, you know, shoot racecraft. Who better to work with? Well, sorry, something maybe Cooper. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just like you know, he's been in plenty of battles, um, and so I'm like, dude, I I need you to like try and stuff me, and so I can like learn how to, you know, be smart and. So we're we're probably gonna battle it out here, and uh, he's got he's got me by a couple tenths of laps at the moment, but I'll get there. I'm it's only like day four, so. I like that you say that though, because honestly, Michael, if if I was to say, if I was to say, is there a weak point for Michael Moseman? I would say sometimes the racecraft when somebody gets aggressive with you. I've seen you get aggressive back. But there's times when I feel like yeah. you kind of back it down. Maybe not. you don't let them go, but I think you're being methodical and thinking about things. And maybe sometimes maybe sometimes you shouldn't think quite as much. You should just run it in there. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not at your level. It's- yeah. I think, there's, I think sometimes I'm aggressive when I shouldn't be, and sometimes I'm not aggressive when I should be. There you go. That's and, cool. uh, so I just got to learn the race uh, a little bit. Uh, I've talked to some people that are you know, smarter and more experienced than I am about it, and uh, I'm I'm getting a grasp on it. So, oh yeah, I love it. All right, so we have a we have a listener question. Um, they said if they really? remember right, you you play chess. Oh yeah, I do. Okay, they wanted to know who who is the hardest moto person that you've played in chess, or just person in period. Oh, hardest moto person, dude. There's not a lot of moto guys. It's <laughs> really, okay, so. It's tough to find, like, someone who's a good competitor in chess, like someone who you match up well with. Um, Have you ever gone and done, like, where you, you're pressing the clock and stuff? Uh, I got an app on my phone, and I messed around, me and my friend Elijah. He's, like, 
pretty good, but I can beat him pretty consistently if I want to. <laughs> um, and so we'll play that. And uh, we messed around with it a little bit. I looked uh, to try to join a chess club because I had so much time on my hands. Or, like, you know, go and, like, actually engage with all the old people. Yeah. But uh, with coronavirus, it's all shut down at the moment. So. Uh, yeah, it figures. Does, uh, do, you, do you ever, does any of those moves ever, you know, maybe that's your racecraft answer right there. You learn some of those chess moves. Well, that's the problem, though, that chess, hey. you have to think, and it takes time, and sometimes when you're racing, uh, yeah, I don't it's have too late. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it, it's about having a plan for different people, right? It's, mm. it's knowing what they're going to do. It's, it's having a plan before the race. Um, it's knowing people's strengths and their weaknesses. You know, is this person going to get tired? Do I need to press on them early at the race? You know, like, oh, do they have a history of buckling under pressure? Right. Um, you know, how, how do I go about this, right? Um, and even... Uh, yeah, there's, there's some stuff that I could say that I learned recently, but I'm not going to share it because it's, it's, it's good, you know? <laughs> there you go. Who knows if he's going to listen to this? All right, Michael, I got two more for you. Um, you, you mentioned Tyler Keefe. Uh, he, he seems – I've seen some stuff. I actually have never met Tyler. I don't know how it hasn't happened, but I've watched him on the Moto Spy series a few times, and last year we saw him get pretty uh, heated or aggressive maybe with Heart Raft. Like he, his, he, he's very passionate, but you mentioned that you guys are very similar in your way of thinking. Kind of tell me what that means. Um, so he has a, he's really competitive. Um, and he's got a high attention to detail. Um, and so like I'm out there first couple of days and I, I was out there at Supercross track, just hanging out with Justin and, uh, before I was riding and, and he's like, like, oh, Michael, like, what do you think about this? Like, and he just, he has a really, like, he appreciates the way I ride and my, my, you know, technique and skill a lot. Um, and so that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just, uh, he just approaches it similarly and, and he, he appreciates the details and, um, I don't know. I, I think we, we, we just think alike. Okay. So. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like. I, I need to meet him. I just, I, I don't know why I, I've never met him, but I'm gonna make sure that happens this year. Yeah. Um, we, how about the schedule this year? Right, we got three in Houston, three in Dallas. That's good for me. Um, mm. You know, I think maybe two or three in uh, Glendale. What do you think about the schedule? Do you kind of like that you can stay somewhere for a week if you want? And or how, what do you think about it? Um, I haven't put a lot of thought to it. Okay. Um, you know, I just kind of have that date marked on my calendar and that's what I'm headed towards. Um, I think riding during the week is going to be interesting. Um, we'll get to tour the areas that we're in a little bit more, which will be cool. Yeah. Um, I have some friends in, in Indiana, so I'm excited to spend a little time in Indy. Um, you know, different places. I'm sure I'll get time to, to meet and hang out. I know that Salt Lake, it really built a bond with the teams, um, or at least with, with the Husky team. It was like we were really close-knit um, after that just because, like, we spent all that time together and, right. you know, going out to dinner and different things like that. So uh, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I like racing, like, back-to-back. I think it just keeps it fresh, right? And so you go out for practice and you're comfortable. It's not like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're here we are. <laughs> 
it's like, oh, yeah, another day at the office. Um, so cool. I like it. All right, cool. Um, all right, before we let you go, you got a fun fact for us? Ooh, a fun fact. I almost I almost texted you texted you and, and said I was going to ask this, but then I was like, no, nah, man, I want, I want something off the top of your head. So, um, Gas Gas was originally a Spanish brand. Um, and like this, this one fun fact, they, this is kind of, it's kind of an embarrassing fun fact, <laughs> but, uh, they, they once had a, like before it was revamped and like actually legit, they had, uh, um, an ad that was gas, gas equals fast, fast. <laughs> I, I think I want to say Bam Bam used that on Pulp the other night because, Steve said he hates the name Gas Gas. He hates it. And Bam Bam was like, well, I'm going to be going fast, fast. So There you go. Yeah. Gas Gas goes fast, fast. Bam Bam, Gas Gas goes fast, fast. All Let's right. go. Mose, thank you for having some time for us, man. I cannot wait to see you, uh, hopefully, at Houston. I, I don't know what this, you know, what, uh, seri- what coast you'll be it's on. Like the, yeah, first coast, so I'll be there. Okay, perfect, man. Well, I will, I'll see you in Houston, dude. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Moe's. Take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Sounds good. All right. See ya. Moseman. Uncle Moseman. Love that dude. I, I, I like that guy. I, I, I just – it was the chess thing, and, and kind of – I interviewed him, I want to say, two years ago somewhere at a race, and we were talking about that, and you could just tell he's different. Yeah. You know, and – he he was like my 250 guy, man. I mean, I I, I became a fan. I like the guy a lot. I say that all the time, but I mean, I, we've talked about this before. I think I think it's it's good for guys like that in AC and these guys that aren't these robots anymore. Yeah, because just, just a different personality. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I enjoy talking to him. He, he you could talk to him about anything because he's so smart. He's way smarter than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan, man. I, I hope he comes out kicking butt this year because nobody's really talking about him he's kind of like that dark horse um and i've noticed that the guys that end up being smarter consistent riders they may not make he's he's entering what his third full season yeah uh fourth fourth, i think let's see 18 18 was his rookie season yeah okay so he's entering his fourth full season and i those smarter guys they they take a little longer they're a little more reserved like you said yeah and they're not going to they're not going to hurt in them, sort themselves by hurting themselves. So I think you're going to see him. It took him a while to get into his groove. And like, like we were saying, I think he's one of the contenders this year. So that would be good to see. All right, let's give this uh, Honda racing bag away. So I'm going to hold this thing up. How are we, how are we doing um, that one? We're, I, got a, I got a trivia question. Which camera's on? Uh, the middle one? They can see that. All right, so we're giving this Honda bag away. What I want to know, signed by Ken Roxon, how many wins – Total outdoors and indoors did Kenny have in 2018 and 19 combined? That's the that's the trivia question. Guys, first person with the answer on YouTube wins the Honda bag. So, and as of right now, two stickers to give away. So I got two more to give away. All I got, all you got to do is we've email had up us. to 14 listeners. So, yeah. So if if you guys weren't on earlier, I have a couple 30 plus two stickers from our boy. At 30 plus two, uh, Andrew Dunning, who was on last week. I'm giving these stickers away to the first four people that email us at MotoXPodShow at Gmail. All you got to do is send an email, put sticker in the content, context, 
content, whatever the hell it's called, subject line, we and have, you'll get. So far, we've got two. We had an answer for the Ken Roxon thing, but it was wrong. Okay. Well, well I don't. Yeah. I I, I just went to the one. vault. There's another one that's wrong. I went to the vault and checked. I hope I'm not wrong, because I would feel stupid if I was. I'm going off of you, man. So I got. Yeah, I'm putting, um, it's on you. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I know what I have. Uh, let's give it a few more minutes. You see who the winner? Who the? Winners. Yeah, I'll let you know. There's there's three wrong answers so far. Okay, and don't forget if you guys are watching on YouTube, we're gonna give a set of shock socks away. Probably after our next guest, I've got a set of red and green. You can pick which color you want. Fork still protects us from shock socks. Yep. We'll give those Fight away. The crime, a grit and grime. We'll probably do the same thing. <laughs> that was your ad, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably do the same thing with B email. We'll figure that out here in a minute. Uh, and obviously, we still have the Blood Lubricants contest going on one more week. Post a picture on your Instagram page of you doing a wheelie. Tag at Moto X Pod Show. Tag at Blood Lubricants. And we'll pick a winner in a week. It's pretty much that simple. Let's take a, our, our first commercial break of the night, and we'll be back with uh, at Seat Time on Instagram. That's Mr. Brian Pierce. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Our second guest of the night is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race sprint cars, motocross, cross country, trials, uh, UTVs, it does not matter. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you, along with chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. So visit 
uh, blood lubricants with a U, B L U D, bloodlubricants.com, and use promo code MOTOX to save. Our next guest is at seat time on Instagram. It's Mr. Brian Pierce. What's up, dude? Hey, man, how's it going? I like all that uh, talk about all the off road guys, not just moto all the time. That's awesome for those sponsors. Yeah, we try to do that a little bit. We have some off road guys. We'll, uh, like, uh, Gary Sutherland's been on and a few other guys. Always a, always an interesting time talking to Gary Sutherland online, that's for sure. Dude, he's he's crazy. He's wild. I like him a lot. He's he. I, got to hang, I met him with Kiefer two years ago, three years ago, when I went out to Glen Helen, and, yeah, he uh, he's wild. It's nuts. There was a, if you go way back in the uh, archives of seat time back in the day, I have Gary Sutherland and Chris Kiefer on at the same time, and that was the first time I'd ever actually met Chris. Uh, online i've never met him in person i guess uh, chris keeper meets a lot of men online but uh <laughs> that was that was when i was just like these two are so strange so interesting but uh, a heck of a great time to talk to you for sure they're very uh, very fun yeah they they uh bust on each other constantly and it's really awesome so give me a little background on seat time man you reached out recently but give us you know when you started this why you started it what it's all about oh my gosh so seat time I remember 2009, I think, is when I started, I got my own iPhone, and I learned about podcasts, and I was like, this is so neat, I can listen to this on the way, and I had not found yet what Steve was doing, right? Because mm. back then, it wasn't even the Paul Bumek show, really, I don't believe, I think he was just doing his interviews as he was kind of working his way out of, or more into media, yeah. and I had since I hadn't found that yet, but uh, being kind of a web developer... I was listening to a bunch of technology podcasts, and I was like, man, we need this for dirt bikers. And so that's where, like, the idea for me for seat time came from. It's literally, you know, beer drinking and bench racing, two dudes sitting on a couch, kind of Wayne's World, honestly, if you think about I like that. like, yeah, that's exactly what those yeah. guys were doing. I mean, that was, that was the whole idea early, early back in 2009, 2010, is when we started doing those random videos. And, and throughout the years, it's evolved, right, because my passion for dirt bikes has, has not you know, waned any, but how you can choose to do that, one, being married, two, starting to have kids, job gets a little bit more, kind of, you know, needs to take more of a precedence in your life. So what seat time has been for me has has definitely ebbed and flowed, and it's been, so from a podcast to a web show to me just kind of interviewing people, um, then getting into the YouTube video creation. It's strange enough, I have a video that has over 50 million views, which... Yeah, I mean, it's like it's just a bunch of dudes trying to ride like Graham Jarvis, which I'm sure you can already imagine that that is a very humorous video because there are not many guys that can ride like Graham Jarvis, why he is who he is. Um, And so that's kind of my weird back. I mean, a very truncated backstory. If you were to take 10, 11 plus years of content creation between the, the website, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and as all these new social channels have come out, thankfully I have not delved into TikTok yet. But I feel like if yeah. I grow my hair out like yours, I'm I feel out like on TikTok, Brian's dude. ponytail, we'd be right there. <laughs> I I'm impressed, man. Like I, you know, that many views on YouTube, and like we're we're trying to figure out how to get there. We're trying to figure out how to get our numbers up. You've been around a long time, and and I discovered Steve much later than you did. So yeah, that's cool that you've been around that long. I've got to go back and check out some of your archives. Um, SeatTime.com. I want to I want to ask you about this new project you have that you're working on. Well, first of all, I got to give you credit for getting Josh Demathon recently, the sheriff. He's awesome. Really great pod that you did with him. He's he's just a like when you look at Josh, the first time I met Josh, I was scared of the dude. He he looks scary and he is 
he couldn't be a nicer person. Like he is so sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, he's uh, so turns out that I have a mutual friend. A good uh, it sounds like an old Texas racing dude, Chris Cadu. Um, oh, yeah. and Kevin Tyree are two of my buddies, and turns out I was hanging out with them one night, and they were they, that was the night that it found out that uh, Josh was going to have to have his leg amputated, mm. um, you know, and so they had just gotten the text messages, I believe, from uh, uh, his wife, his girlfriend at the time, and so I was like, oh shit, man, how cool would it be to talk to him about that? Well, about a month later, Chris goes, remember how you wanted to talk to Josh? He's coming over to your house on this date if that's cool with you, and I was like, oh shit, okay, cool, yeah, <laughs> like. And so that's why, like, if you were to look at that in the time frame, what was that, 2015, 2014, something like that, like, that was where I was kind of trying to figure out how seat time itself was evolving, right? Like, I was trying to do more, I guess, high-end interviews. And I say that, and I'm, a again, web developer who rides dirt bikes, right? Like, I, I think I know what that means, but you could look at <laughs> That's why I had somebody like Cole Kirkpatrick come in and run the cameras and lighting, because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Um, but yeah, being able to talk to him, that. like you said, he is so awesome and so nice and so down to earth. Um, yeah, it, it is, uh, that weird juxtaposition where you, you almost seem like you might be afraid of him, And then you're like, yeah. why in the world would I have that feeling? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand that completely. And I love that you brought up like not knowing how to run cameras because we, <laughs> we've, we've been struggling with that for a few weeks now. Our, uh, our producer TJ, who's in and out because of his job set them all up and Scotty's been learning how to run them. I learned this weekend and we had a problem last week where we were trying to go live on YouTube and had a terrible sound quality. And I was kind of losing my temper and I was like, just cut it, forget it. And I was, yeah, frustrated. And yeah, it's good to have somebody else on your side that knows what the heck they're doing. Yeah. It's uh, what we were, what our weird fight was how to stream live because what, and that was one of the things that we were doing, you know, six, seven years ago, because it was just a necessity. Like, I, I was talking to my buddy Stephen Rice, who used to be our producer when we still did the show. I said, dude, how can I not edit? Like, I need to get this stuff to YouTube without doing anything. He goes, well, why don't you stream it? I'm like, tell me more. And so it was just like this thing we had to figure out, and we got it Go. I mean, I'm not going to say it was, you know, good. Right. Um, but it got the job done, and it was really about the content creation. And I feel like your viewers, your watchers, your listeners – probably would appreciate the same thing you know 95 percent of them are there because of the content not because they're like wow that guy set that camera angle up super nice (laughs) you mean they're not watching just to look at me i uh, well okay that is definitely that's if we're going to go with the blame pie your pony is probably getting more of the views than you if that makes yeah thanks to i i I guess i have to thank steve and actually weege i think started all that but I got to give them. I'll, I'll take it however we can get it, man. If that's what gets us viewers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I told TJ I think the other day, maybe it was Sunday. We were doing, yeah, we were working on the cameras. I actually had my hair down, and like at some point, I may have to do like full blown hair down, rock and roll style show or something. I just hadn't done it yet, and I, I really want to make the video that Kiefer joked about. Like, I think a couple of weeks ago, where he's like, "Yeah, I could see Dark Side with the." the Amber on the car, a hood of the car. He was basically, he was talking about the White Snake video with Tony Katane. <laughs> yes. I, I want to do that, but Amber's, yeah, she's not that'd feeling be, it. That'd be perfect, dude. Uh, yeah, if I could get her to play along, we could, yeah, have the rain, maybe on on the moto van, have her rolling around on the on bed. the moto van. Yeah, that'd yeah. be sweet with the bikes in the background. Yeah, 
I'm gonna have to. Talk. I think I think you're you're selling yourself short. You just need to do that this weekend. Like just just, just do it. Pay somebody to be behind the camera and the lens and get it done because I think it sounds phenomenal. All right, I'm gonna work on that, man. Um, all right, I want to talk to you about this Why I Ride project. I like yeah. the idea. I think it's pretty cool. Um, at least for me, I, I like to read a lot of stuff and and I like hearing other people's stories. Give us give us your concept here. Yeah. So. If like the idea came because I have been passive with seat time since 2017, that's kind of when I stopped doing the show, um, and it just became too much. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to just kill this. I'm still going to ride dirt bikes. I like creating things, so that's why I just kept up the YouTube videos. And so for this this past three years, I've really wondered what is next for me. So I've kind of gone through my life, and it was really kind of riding around in Colorado this summer as I strangely enough on my mountain bike because the family said I could only bring one set of two wheels and since we were in the family mobile, not the moto van. Yeah. And that meant the mountain bike was coming, not the dirt bike unfortunately. Um you, you kind of do get into this weird space when you take the time to sit and I guess take it all in, right? Like you're kind of in that moment. And I'm sitting there and it's just like, Jesus, this is so awesome. Like what is it that I like about this so much? What is it that all these other people like about this so much? So I just like, I didn't know what to tell myself, but I just started to ask myself, why do I ride? Like, what is it that I enjoy so much of it? And again, I'm on this ride and I kind of find this pathway. And it's so weird to talk about now again, to, you know, I'm sorry. It's you kind of look out in the distance and I just see this dirt rail, this trail, I don't, you know, dirt road, whatever it was, and you could kind of just tell that it went up between these, these two peaks. And okay. from where I'm at, you have no clue where it goes, right? And you're like, holy shit, like, that's where I want to go. I don't know what adventure lies on the other side of that, where that's going to take me, but that's the adventure I want to be on. I want to always be in kind of that free space, that unknown. And so it's like, that's what I ride for. I ride to feel free. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, I just answered my question, why do I ride? You know, but and, like, I ride to feel free. And I have this image in my head, but I didn't have this project, right? I didn't, I just started talking to my buddy Dale Spangler. Um, we've been riding, you know, uh, online buddies for a long time just because of past working with him at Fly Racing um, and some of the other uh, places that he's been since his, uh, since moving in and out of Idaho. But it's the project idea of trying to, take i guess you could say what i went through trying to figure out why do i ride how do i answer that question for myself right. it's like how can i help other people try to answer that question and so i actually had a designer um, I, I worked with somebody to uh, come up with kind of the design if you were to go to see time and look for the why i ride project you'd see the main design there and i just started plastering that image i said why do you ride you know and it was the i ride to feel free design i said why do you guys ride and what was crazy were the responses. Now, some of it you got, you, you got your normal Internet responses, right? Like, but then what I thought was very interesting is on Reddit and Facebook and Instagram how open some other people were. You know, I ride for sobriety. I ride mm. to help with my anxiety. I ride to help with my depression. I, and I ride to be able to go to work. And I, that's when I was like, holy moly. I was like, there really is something more here. And I have a feeling that there are going to be some connective tissue type stories that we could uncover and that we could help share so that more people could, you know, go the inspiration, go the motivational route. But my, I think that that's amazing when we can do that. But I think what would be even cooler is that this is so much bigger than just, you know, engine-powered two wheels. 
Um, this could be, you know, mountain bikers. This could be road cyclists. This could be UTV riders, right? That the, the, maybe through this, we could all start to see how connected our stories are. You know, like this one person that did said that they ride for their sobriety, right? That, like, I wonder how many more people there are out there. And, and I'm assuming that there are a lot. Yeah, um, probably. If we think was, about how yeah. many people are in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, so that's where I was like, Dale, how do I do this? What is this? How do we create this? And so we spent, you know, he, he kind of came to work for me just kind of uh, on the side. And we kind of put this together and we told my story. And that's what you find. Um, on seattime.co right now, um, and you find the Why I Ride Project, is, is my story. It's kind of like me coming across, like, what got me into riding, which, you know, we probably don't have time for all that, but that's a whole other <laughs> lifetime. Right. It feels like, and it's like, what got me into riding, why I'm still riding, where I'm headed with riding now that I have a son who's riding and other family members that are riding, and how I want to try to help people go through what I went through if they're looking to discover why I ride. And it's not as simple as just sitting around the fire or bench racing after a ride at the van and things like that. If there's a deeper story, like that would be awesome to be able to help somebody unearth that and then share it so that we could either a inspire, motivate more people that either a want to ride or B that maybe haven't learned about riding yet. I love that. Where can people go? I mean, I mentioned the website, but is that where do people go if they want to get involved? Yeah, so uh, seatime.co is the website. I know it's a little strange, but yeah, okay. .co. And then uh, right there at the top, there's either going to be in the navigation is why I ride, or there's a little header spot. You can click on that and get to the main spot. There will be on that page on seatime.co, there is going to be a Google form, or it will take you to a Google form. And there's a five-question form there for your submission. So that's where I am taking these stories and starting to curate those. Um, if this, what I'd like, you know, this is kind of going to be one of those quarterly things for me. But what I want to do, because I thought it was so cool to be able to share this design that I had come up with, with help from other people, is to do the same thing. So we'd like to not only release this story, but kind of be able to create a YouTube video, do a yeah. podcast with the, the, the person that's submitting their story, and then also create a design to be able to sell. So and th this is a passion project. I say something to sell. It's really to help fund the time and the project itself. Sure. Um, okay. that, that's involved in doing this. It's not something to try to line the pockets or anything like that. And then if I could, if it could get to a point where it's either A, I can talk to an accountant, or B, it's easy for me to figure out, I'd like to be able to make it to where we can even donate profits back to different societies. Um, you know, like a Blue Ribbon Coalition in Idaho, um, Coveco in Colorado, um, even the AMA and their legal department in the sense of what these these people do to try to keep places to ride open um like and, and, yeah you know there's trail builders out there that probably need all kinds of funds to build cool shit on open public land but they can't do it because the government only gives them so much well if we can somehow find a way to sponsor you know either a new trail a new feature a new whatever and then have a ride weekend out there like i mean that would be so cool granted that's pie in the sky but i don't think if you if you don't have an end goal you're never going to either you're never going to get there or never realize you got there yeah that's a so. good point man you I, I i like what you're trying to do uh you know we we try to have people on here all the time that are giving back and just have a passion for the sport and you sound like one of those guys so i i'm i'm, I'm going to get involved with this i'm definitely going to fill the thing out and i'll give you my story uh it, it may be later that this week before i get to it with how busy no, that's we, time, are. But we got time we got yeah, time but i'm going to get on that man um <laughs> I got just a couple, one more question for you. 
uh, so when I when I was talking to you on Instagram, I didn't know your real name, and I asked your real name, and you told me what your friends call you. I assume this is a joke, but I, I want to know where this came from. You, you said my my real friends call me Sex Kitten. Come, what's this? There's got to be a backstory. <laughs> well, I'd have to uh, I have to bring my wife in because of the fact that I think it uh, it would be part of the Basement Club, right? The husband <laughs> Basement Club, and yeah. so uh, it's just, you know you we we all kind of have to way we all have to have a way to make ourselves feel comfortable in our own skin. And when you're in that basement feeling like such a, you know, POS sometimes, no, uh, it, it, it's really just, I was just like, I'm one of those guys, I really do try to have a lot of fun, sure. and I like it when I can help people enjoy uh, enjoy life and smile and laugh, and that is one of those things, so like when it was such a prime opportunity to to, uh, to just kind of blatantly be like, you know what, this is going to be awkward, okay. he's either going to cringe or smile or giggle, like, I, so I in reality, it was me just goofing off, um, if anybody ever does call me sex kitten, you'll probably get a different response than you think you would get, um, but I'll leave that up to you to find out. <laughs> All right, I like it. Go, you had want something, Scotty? Uh, yeah, just kind of talking about the Why I Ride movement, I I think that stuff like this is is super important to our industry and i kind of wanted uh, i'm assuming this is kind of where the inspiration of the inspiration came to i feel like the course of the history of the motocross industry is you know it's so competitive it, it makes people kind of you have to always be cool you have to always you know you don't you don't want to be that guy that kind of like man i just love moto and i want to talk about it and you know you, it's 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 i found that a lot of people are really reserved and they have to try to play the cool guy effect do you think that something like this kind of fixes that and also do you feel that a lot of the industry people in Feld and stuff will will grasp onto these concepts and 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 implore that more into the broadcast into the promotion of the industry um i think they have to right it's i think just like we were looking at i heard him talking about it on the Pablo Mix show and, and I know you guys have talked about amateurs and stuff. They're talking about pumping this money into these younger kids and then watching them fizzle out within three to four years yeah. and realizing they put a bunch of money into something that didn't, that didn't have, well, let's just say it, it didn't have the payback that they were expecting, right? It didn't have the championships. It didn't have the money that should have come from all the money that they poured in. So to keep the sport going, right, not the riders on the racetrack, to keep the sport going, we have to remember to invest time and money into what the sport is really about. And the sport isn't just about racing, right? Racing is what keeps the sport in front of, and keep us in front of the fans for sure, and it collects new fans, but that is not what keeps this sport going. It is the people that are out riding every weekend or the people that save all their vacation time for a five-day trip to Colorado to go ride or save four years so they can go to Costa Rica Unlimited, you know, on one of their crazy rides. Like, I feel like those are the places that if we can find a way to invest more time, money, effort, and then emotion, like, we are going to have a bigger, stronger sport for people to gravitate towards than if we only focus on racing. I agree. Good point. Um, all right, man. So last thing, you're you're in McKinney, right? McKinney, Texas. Yeah, just uh, just uh, down the road from y'all. Yeah. Uh, what do you do this weekend, man? You gonna come over to Oak Hill on Sunday? Oh my God, on Oak Hill, I would love to. Um, but uh, so crazy enough, my father-in-law bought a, um, a two twenty-two acres in Van Alstine, and we have been and he's been kind enough to let me play there. And so uh, I have been slowly curating some seat time videos. Um, one of the things that I don't that I 
realize isn't out there is, hey, I grew up racing enduros and cutting single track with my father, right? Arrowing races, all that kinds of stuff. Like, that's what we did on the weekend. But there isn't any YouTube videos helping people know how to do that. Now, that may seem stupid, but we don't want to. So I'm actually using this piece of property to kind of try to create some of that content that maybe people are looking for. You know, the Dirt Bike 101 videos, how to ride a grass track because of the fact that there are no berms. You have to control your speed so much more different oh, or yeah. differently. You know, clutch throttle control along with brakes. Uh, I'm practicing my wheelies looking like a total jackass, but I've never done it, and I figure at some point I'm going to have to do it. So it's fun to post videos of me failing because it shows people that at least you might as well try. Um, and then, uh, you know, doing the whole single track route. So okay. you probably also don't want to see me on a motocross track. Eh, I, like, I know how that feels. Um, I do want to say, if you'll post a picture of you doing a wheelie on your Instagram and tag us and Blood Lubricants, you might win some oil because we are doing a contest. But uh, Oh, snap. Can I just post a picture so that it looks like I did the wheelie? I guess, man. I, if you, Yeah, post it and I'll put you in the contest, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your uh, what is your YouTube channel? Yeah, so I mean it's youtube.com slash seat time. Oh okay. like seat time CEO. I'm trying to remember. Because that's the weird thing. It's like seat time yeah. So yeah. on Instagram we're just at seat time because we were doing all this when Instagram came out, but everything else was a little bit different. So you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitters, all the all the things. And you can slide up, swipe into the DMs, whatever the kids are doing. We're right, right. I'm, as, I'm as active as your pony is. So uh, Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, I'll be at Oak Hill. We're doing the uh Aaron Smith uh kidney benefit ride day out there at on Oak at Oak Hill on Sunday. We have tons and tons of stuff we're raffling or auctioning off to raise money for Aaron Smith. So yeah, I'll be out there. I think Saturday I may be at Johnsonville for the last, the finals of Moto Masters, and then headed, yeah, headed Oak Hill. So, um, nice. Well, at some point we'll have to we'll have to meet up and get to uh, maybe have a, have a bite to eat or something. But Brian, it was really cool having you on, and I appreciate your story. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, one learn a little bit about me, but two, you know uh, what we're trying to do between Dale Spangler and myself uh, with the Wire Project. So. Just remember, check it out, seatime.co, and if you want to support it, um, it's at shop.seatime.co is the two places to check it out for sure. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good night. See ya. You too. All right. That is Brian with Seat Time. Um, okay. So I was wrong on the trivia yeah, Okay. Question. So for everybody that's that's listening, you, you told me that it was one. That's what I thought I saw. And then the I, went, I, I went and researched... Unadilla. I went and researched, and he has three. It's Unadilla, Thunder Valley, and Hangtown. Man. All of them were in the 2019 outdoor season. He never won anything in 18. And right. He hasn't won in his first Supercross since 2017 was in 2020 this year. Man, I'm about to go back and look at the vault. And see I, the I, man, I, was... I pulled up my phone. I pulled it yeah. up on here and no, double check. I, I trust you. So who won? So uh, Zach C187 was the first one to say three. I told okay. him it was wrong, but well, he was the first one to figure, get it Go figure. I was wrong. Because I I, I, I scrolled through, because everybody kept saying different numbers, and yeah. I scrolled through this thing at least seven times to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Yeah, well, I, I why am I not surprised? I was wrong. All right, well, congratulations to Zach. Zach C187. So, Zach, email uh, email motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Give me your address, and I will send this bag out to you, signed by Ken Roxon. So, congratulations, and I apologize for my screw up as usual. Uh, let's take our last commercial, or no, not our last commercial break. We're going to take another commercial break. 
We'll be back with Derek Rankin, and then we're going to do our uh, Torque One segment. So we'll be right back. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, Extreme Colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you, too, can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. All right, our next guest of the night is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into the leader in goggle choice for many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, Jacob Hayes, Ryan Brees, John Short, and many more. Go to xbrand.com or email me, Darkside, at darksidemx3 at AOL for pricing Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us Derrico Rain- Derrico. Derek Rankin, a.k.a. Jericho. What's up, dude? Yo, what up, Dark Side? Not much, man. So, um, some big changes for you uh, in 2020, man. Started out with Rocky Mountain, going to outdoors with Benny Bloss on the uh, K-Tape. Was it K-Tape, right, team? Yeah, K-T-Tape. K-T-Tape, yes. And then now... Factory, Star, Yamaha, I don't even know what the heck they're calling the, the 250 team, but, man, a lot of changes for you. Oh, yeah, no, it's uh, – I'm on my third team of the year, but this is uh, definitely where I want to be, so I'm pumped on it. Yeah, you know, when you, you made the choice to go help Benny, uh, I know you're a big believer in him, and unfortunately things just did not go well. Uh, I don't – that doesn't say anything, in my opinion, about his ability – your your uh, mechanical skills it just didn't go well i'm sure there was a moment though where you were probably questioning whether you made the right choice uh yeah i mean it was a rough summer everybody knows that uh nothing was going right our 
equipment just wasn't holding up. But, I mean, dude, honestly, there was about midway through July, I was done. Yeah. Like, I was I just, I was going to, no, I was like, Benny, I'm going back home after the season. Don't call me to be your mechanic. Oh, <laughs> like, I see. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a regular job. I'm moving on with my life. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, no, it was close to that, but as uh, as we got further in, I, it seemed like he was going to be fine. You know, he was going to get an offer for Supercross, so. Yeah. And then this thing with Star popped up, and I was like, man, I got to take that. <laughs> so how did that pop up? How did you get, did you get a call, or you just, you know, Will Hahn reach out to you? What happened? Uh, So I had, I put fillers out to different teams just to see kind of, you know, what was available. Uh, like, I talked to JGR, talked to J-Bone a little bit, uh, and then I I was, uh, it came down to, I was choosing between HEP and STAR. I had offers from both. Uh, and, like, the, I, had, I, I didn't take it lightly, because, like, honestly, at first, I was thinking that, I may have a little bit more say in the program and have a little bit more uh, uh, leeway at ATP. Right, yeah, sure. But uh, whenever I finally talked to Will, it was it was like it just clicked in my brain. I was like, yes, yes, let's do it. But uh, basically, like, I heard they had a spot open. Originally, I thought it was going to be for AP for 450. Uh so I had my buddy uh, Austin Kent. Uh, he knows AP pretty good. He reached out to him and asked him if like there was actually something there because at the time it was just a rumor. Right. And and AP was like, yeah, you know, I think they're for sure looking for mechanics. So as soon as I kind of got that, like, okay, this is real. Uh, one of Benny's really good sponsors all summer was Thor, uh, and. I got to know Hilton Beatty pretty good and who's, you know, pretty big deal there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I talked to him and I believe he talked to Will and it just kind of got worked out that way. I got Will's, uh, good friends with a guy that's also a mechanic. Uh, his name is Trey McFerrin. He, uh, he works for, uh, Caden Amron up at Robbie's place Okay. in Oklahoma. So I got I I hit Will from that angle, so I hit Will from a few different angles, uh, <laughs> just to kind of make sure he knew I was serious. And then yeah, just snowball from there, and I got offered the gig. Dude, I was stoked when I heard about it. Uh, what you got, Scotty? Um, I was just gonna ask you, um, <clears throat> how stoked are you or excited about working on a bike that is? completely way better than all the other ones that's got to be <laughs> that's broad. yeah i mean um, how does it how does it feel man like you like you, you don't have to do much you know like well, it's hang on now i have a i have a question on along the same lines okay so he's worked on ktms forever but now he's on a yamaha and everything's backwards do you have to, like how do you do anything if you, like, do you turn the i mean how do you, you have to learn to do everything in a mirror right it's all backwards oh well, hey, well go, go ahead there we'll let you we'll let you, we'll let you answer anyway go ahead <laughs> Uh, well, dude, the two bikes could not be any more different, uh, <laughs> but they're both really easy, uh, in their own way. 
Like, originally, dude, when I was looking at the Yamaha coming from KTM, I was like, man, that thing looks like a hassle. It does not look like it's an easy bike to put together. And it kind of had me intimidated a little bit, but after probably two, three days, I was already like, oh, this this is easy. You know, throttle body being up top like that, I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. But, dude, engine swaps on these things are so easy. Um, you know, uh, I hadn't had to scrub a frame in probably five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that kind of sucks, you know, getting all burnt up by aluminum brightener and stuff again. But, dude, there's nothing better than when a Japanese bike with aluminum frame is, like, put together and it's, like, clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, KTM and Husky, you can kind of, like, because they are painted and, you know, most of the time you got grip tape on the bike and stuff, you can kind of BS your way through one of those builds. Right, you right. know, where like it still looks good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you didn't really put too much effort into it. Uh, <laughs> with these, dude, you gotta like really make sure you're on your A game. That's funny, man. Yeah, little secret, little secret ways that you at Austin could cut corners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Back for Rocky sure. Mountain. Um, all right, talk <laughs> about Christian a little bit. So I texted Christian probably a week ago and I was like, Hey, what do you think about Jericho? And he, you know, he's like, man, he's kind of quiet. He hasn't really warmed up to me yet. Seems really nice. And I was like, dude, he's awesome. You know, I, I said, he's a big wrestling fan. He loves heavy metal. Just drive up to the track tomorrow playing Fozzie and you, you guys would be cool. So, but <laughs> give give me your impression of Christian so far. Uh, dude is super laid back. Um, like he, he's honestly, I thought he was going to be more of a, uh, like a hassle than he has been. Cause just cause you know, the level of rider he is, mm-hmm. uh, you always hear horror stories about people, but dude, this, he's so easy. I, I get so lucky with my riders because I haven't had a rider yet throughout my, my whole career. That was just like, just hard to work with, you know, not even a Ray. Uh, uh, Ray, I can tell him to shut up and go sit down and let me do my thing. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, no, he's super easy on the bike. Like he doesn't. Uh, well, I'll compare him to Ray because, like, you know, Ray gets on a bike and it could be a brand new bike, and he gets off it after a twenty, and the thing looks like it has ten hours on it already. Uh, Christian, dude, like he's so easy to on the bike. Like he doesn't. He squeezes so tight, but like he—it's hard to explain. It's—it's it's just the bike just still looks fresh, you know. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, personality-wise, he—he's laid back. I—I uh, I have been kind of quiet uh, these first few weeks, just because like new rider, new team, new bike, like literally everything brand new. Yeah, sure. Like it, yeah, it's not like one of those things where like you. Like, if I've been at Rocky Mountain, I know everybody, but I get a new rider. You know what I mean? So now it's like I'm learning new team manager, new rider, new bike, new coworkers. So it's like I don't want to step on anybody's toes or anything yet, but I'm sure at some point I'll start doing it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, you're, you're, uh, it's a completely new environment, like you say. So, yeah, you got to kind of figure out where you fit in. It's going to take a little bit of time. Well, we when we've talked to a lot of riders about riders about the difference between 
privateer and factory and uh, how much better the bike is and how it's nice everything's set up and stuff what's what's the biggest difference between privateer mechanic and, and privateer i mean and then mechanic for a factory team what's the what's the biggest thing that makes it easier for you to be on a on the better factory team uh the biggest thing is just the support of you know a whole crew uh engine guy suspension guy uh team manager you know fellow mechanics you know, it's not just it's not not just you. Like this summer, it was me and Benny. It was I was, you know, uh, figuring out engine stuff, figuring out suspension. You know, building the bikes. Uh, if he came into the mechanics area, it was up to me to, you know, figure out what change we needed to make. Uh, with being with a team, a lot of that stress isn't directly on me. So, you know, like engine, I put it in the frame. I know it's going to be good because Trevor, our engine guy, is sick. Uh, Drew, our suspension guy, you know, he can handle, uh, you know, figuring out, you know, oh, we need to do two clicks here real quick and then go out and do a heater. Uh, You know, that's not all on me personally. So that's the biggest thing uh, that makes it easy for mechanic to just focus on you know making sure the bike is good to go uh, you know you don't have to take time away from one thing to put it somewhere else because there's plenty of people to carry the load yeah i can see there being a big difference you know i mean i i don't know i know rocky mountain was fairly close to factory level with a lot of things I would think that Star Yamaha probably has more access to parts and things you made, maybe different things that you could try different options or no. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you have to check back with me, dude. Honestly, <laughs> this bike is so good. We haven't made any changes. We've, he's been on this bike for a month and I just told him this the other day. I said, dude, it's crazy because, Usually me personally as a mechanic, I'm always just the entire moto. I'm watching the bike and trying to pick it apart. And this bike plus Christian's riding style, <laughs> dude, like the bike just works. Like it from day one, the thing has just been awesome. And there's nothing in a 20-minute moto that I see that I'm like, Oh yeah, you know we could make this better. Uh, like it's it's crazy. Like these star Yamahas get hyped up, but they are definitely worth the hype from what I've seen so far. Yeah, we talked to J Mart last week, and I kind of asked him. I was like, "Look, you made comments all you know every week in the press conference about how much better the Yamaha was. Now that you're on it, do you feel like I, I want to know? Do you feel like all right? I don't feel so bad about losing the championship now, or do you feel like this is BS, you know, <laughs> why do I have to race against that? But anyway, yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, Derek, I'm not going to keep you too long tonight. Um, I do hope that, Oh, you got one more Scotty. Go ahead. I'll it's a, it's first. a, it's a quick fun one. Um, I was just, uh, dark side was talking about, and y'all mentioned it a second ago about you being a metal fan. Um, can, uh, yeah. The, does, if you're able to jam music as loud as you want and have it just, th- just thrashing in the garage, when you're working on it, does the bike run better? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, dude, anything <laughs> would run better at that point. Like, I mean, if these guys could listen to a little bit of, you know, South of Heaven or something while they're doing their motos, they would ride better. I mean, how could heavy you metal makes everything better. Dude, I, yeah, I, exactly. I mean, look how fast I am, and I always ride with metal in, in my helmet. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so I was going to say, I definitely want to get you back on once the season gets rolling. You've been there for a little while. But the, my last question tonight is, or my last topic, I guess, you're a big Pulp fan. Will, you know, we know the the stuff that happened between Star and Pulp and Will hasn't really come on the show in a while. I hope that maybe you could be a bridge to getting Will back on the show or at least <laughs> mending, mending the wounds a little bit. Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten to talk to Will about that. I don't really know if that's, like, actually, like, legit or right. just, you know, kind of building it up a little bit. I know Steve and Will are cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just – I I feel like Will's probably – they just doesn't want to deal with the drama. Maybe Maybe somebody has told him not to do it, but I think – it's probably more he just doesn't want to deal with it. But he didn't even return my text today, which is pretty unusual. And I told him, like, hey, we won't talk about the pulp stuff if you don't want to. But I know right now he's super busy. You guys got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really busy right now. But, yeah, no, he'll he'll come around. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get him to come around a little bit. It'll be good. <laughs> we'll do it, man. Well, I'll be uh, – I guess I'll be bringing donuts to the, a different truck first now it won't be rock, rocky mountain will no longer be my first stop but uh yeah so you and derek dwyer over at geico were like my always my first two stops and now there is no geico and you're not at rocky mountain so it changes my whole schedule yeah and me and him's under the same truck so yep. it's perfect yep so i guess i'll have to make one one major stop and uh i look forward to seeing you in a couple months man yeah you too all right dude we'll take care and like i said once Maybe like a week or two before Supercross starts, I'll probably holler at you and get you back on. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, right. anytime. All right. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon, bud. All right. See you, boys. Yeah. I like Jericho. He's fun. And, and we have, a, yeah, we like the same music. And although I don't really listen to watch wrestling as much anymore, my stepdaughter loves it. So, like, she dressed up as the Fiend, a wrestler for oh, Halloween. Yeah. I sent him pictures of it because she had the full costume and pretty cool he, he's he's fun man he's uh, uh he's a big metalhead dude like when he was training up in oklahoma with, or not training but wrenching for benny yeah. he would come to dallas for concerts a lot and we try to hook up and it just never worked out but um all right let's take our last commercial break we'll come back with the torque one segment we're going to talk about one of my topics we're going to tj on we have some random discussion and uh then that'd be it we'll call sounds it good night. okay We'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs Higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner, or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay. 
That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod Show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. All right, we are back for the last segment of the night. It is the Torque 1, as of right now, the cross-rutted segment got dj tj on the line tj what are you up to man why are you not in studio again well because i'm working and i am a traveling bmx racer now so So did you pick a track in vegas i did uh there was one right down the road from uh, where my drop-off was out of the two that you had given me that connor sent you yep and i don't don't know how amazing how amazing the other one is but if it's anything like this i'm jealous of Vegas because they've got like six tracks and like this one I hear is amazing. I'll I post it up on my Instagram like a picture of it and I'm gonna put some more stuff up tonight. But anyway, that's it's, at, it's at, awesome. at Racing for the Sun S O N not S U N Racing for the Sun. Yep. Guys, go give him a follow because he doesn't have any followers. He's got like three. I think it's his son and his wife and and I have ma- a couple fake accounts that I follow myself. Right. On. I mean, I don't even follow you, but I might to check out your BMX stuff. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the new segment, the Blood Lubricants cross rutted segment. As of now, we're still looking, we're still giving, taking Torque some votes. Do what? You said Blood Lubricant? Did I say that? Yes, you did. Well, it's Torque 1. I don't know why Why you would. Do you know how I know the difference? The reason why I know is because I use Torque wearing grips on my BMX bike, and they are by far some of the best grips I've ever ridden with. And I've been a Renthal grip guy for like 20 years. Right. And this is the first set of grips that, that is steering me away from Renthal's. So nothing against Renthal's. love the grips, but yep. these things are so comfortable. Torque one, Anyways. Makes, some, Torque 1 makes some great products, as well as blood lubricants. And, and blood lubricants. I, mean, I use head, too, so yeah. I'm yeah. definitely not hating that they get the mention. Right. But anyways, go ahead. All right, so Torque we got an open discussion. And, guys, again, if you have any topics you want us to cover, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. And if you want and you send in a topic we pick, we'll get you on to talk about it. But tonight... My topic, TJ and Scotty, is bad words. So I do use a lot of bad language when I talk. I try not to do it on here because some of our listeners have kids listening. But even as a – I remember at the age of like 12 or 13 asking my mom, like, why is that word bad? Who decided that word's bad? So 
here's my thing. Like, if you stub your toe, Scotty, and you say F, right? Why is that any different than if you stub your toe and say ouch or dang? Who? I'm raising my hand. All right. Who who decided this, and why are we still listening to somebody that we don't even know who they are? Go ahead, TJ. First off, as far as the pain-relieving thing goes, there is scientific evidence that if you use words that are profane when you get hurt, it actually lessens the amount of pain you have. It can't be somebody who constantly uses bad words. I mean, this is there's a scientific paper. I can find it. You know, I'm such a nerd that I know all this crap. But um, you, can, you, can, you can look it up as a scientific study that shows proof that if you if you stub your toe, smash your finger, and you use a bad word that you don't normally use, that it does actually make you feel less physical pain. Okay, I, now, I can see that, but I and I use that as an example, but it could be anything. Like I could say, "This is a effing great steak," or I can say, "This is a pretty dang good steak." Okay, that's what does it matter? That's my thing. Is it's 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 just good adjectives, and I yes, that's and, exactly it. It's an adjective. Yeah, that somebody decided because I could be bad. like. Like I could be like, I went to a concert last night, or I could be like, I went to a badass concert yeah, last yeah. night, and it was badass. And like, I just said so much more by just throwing in a couple well, of bad yeah, words. Yeah. See, I just said heck. Yeah. Why does it matter if I say hell? Hell, hell yeah, yeah. I, I, like I, I don't know. Like it does bother me with stuff like this. And like I said, I, I thought about when I was like twelve or thirteen. Like I, I just don't understand TJ why people are offended. By a freaking word. Well, okay. People are offended for a lot of things. People are offended by the way people dress. People are offended you know, well, or whatever. I'm effing stupid. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, people make pre So I grew up in a very learned family learned. and a lot of it didn't sound like, like people. It. <laughs> That's actually the way you're supposed to I know, That's I, know proper. I, know, just, I know, I know, I know. But anyways, so, and I was always taught. The way I was taught was using profanity is cheap words that are easy words, and they show a sign of unintelligence. That's the way I was brought up. Right now, now okay, after to a point, well, to older, a point on that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, but so as I have gotten older, um, I don't believe that that's actually true. But I was raised that way, and then so. I kind of raised my kids that way, and I don't know if anybody who knows me knows that I usually don't cuss, but the reason why I don't is kind of because I like to bleep the cuss words out, which I think makes more impact than actually saying it. Hmm. I, it I just, yeah. Go ahead, Scotty. Okay, so so the the only the only point that I was going to make to that is that um, – Oh, crap. You I lost your point. I, I forgot. Yeah. yeah I, well, I, do, do our YouTube listeners have any thoughts, anybody? People are just saying uh, – that's Everybody's dropping cuss words. It's dead air. Yeah, I'm, I'm just dropping the ball over here. So, well, okay. So this also leads into some other things. Like, I, I don't – I wish I – I wish I knew who made this decision, right? When it was made, why people say it's bad. I understand that, like, our, our – fa- you know, in the past, our, our parents and their parents. So – and it was all passed down. But when you look at it realistically, it's ridiculous that any one word – should have any more impact than another word yeah. when it's like an adjective like that. It just makes no sense to me. But also, well, it, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, I in, the I was Christian language, in the Christian like religion, they say you grow up, don't cut, don't use bad sure. language. But in Why? Hebrew, which which is where 
a lot of the original Old Testament was written in was in Hebrew. Yep. There are no such thing as bad words. So there's not like there's not like an f bomb in Hebrew or anything yeah. like that because there are no bad words. So, but Look, I, like I said, it, it's just personal choice. Well, and I think it maybe it may be more United States ish because I I think. I don't know this for sure, but I think you go over in Europe and stuff. Like I don't know yeah. that bad words are as not not a bad thing. words. It, it, British humor it. is a lot dirtier. Yeah. So okay. So first of all, I, I, the first point I was gonna make is that to TJ's point about the the being from a learned learned learned, fa- learned family. I do respect the fact when a comedian can be funny without having to just throw in a bunch of f bombs and yeah. stuff. That to that to a point, and also to to the uh, the religious thing. If if you can do that with, with without saying that, then like I mean, who are you really like? I'm sorry, I've, I lost my point again. Wow, I'm you just suck tonight, Scotty. I'm fired. I'm what firing myself. Too fast. I'm firing yeah. myself. All right. How so, many white claws are you in? I, I, <laughs> none. none. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, TJ. <laughs> so this also leads into another thought that I've had for years. Like wearing a hat indoors is disrespectful. Having your elbows on the table is disrespectful. That is that all comes from British manners. Okay, see, but that wherever it comes from, it's to me, it's dumb. Who the hell am I disrespecting if I wear a hat inside? Like, I don't care if somebody wears a hat inside my house. I don't care if you put but your elbows on the table. It's something so ludicrous to be bothered by. And I you're don't right. Know, you're right. It, you have the ability to do that in your house or whatever. But we're supposed to, as humans, supposed to try to respect each other. And what other people believe, I mean, the 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 America that was founded was founded for the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, all these freedoms. Sure. And that means that means that you have the freedom to say that that disrespects me. Now, people can they have the freedom to disrespect you, but as civilized people, you should try not to. Huh. That's an interesting I, thought. I finally remember Try what I was going to say again. Other people. It, I, I see what you're saying to a degree, but like in a public place, like at a restaurant, which this really isn't a relevant issue anymore. It's just something I've thought about. I've always wondered. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, if if, if I want to wear a hat, you know, indoors, it's whatever. You, you're, I don't know. I just, it's just a topic. There's I thought cultural was, norms. Yeah. And so basically by not, by we have these cultural norms, which then make everybody like we are no longer individuals, we are a group, and a group wants to protect. I mean, we're going back to like caveman days or whatever. You protect the people that are like you because mm-hmm. they're in your mm-hmm. group, sure. and so we are wired to want to fit in. True, unless you're wired well, like me and you're just I, weird. That's exactly but. what I was about to say. <laughs> Other than people like yourself who don't want to fit in, like you try almost on purpose to not fit in. It seems like. I wish it was on purpose because then it would be funny. I <laughs> know. No, it's a whole lot funnier that it's actually how you are. It, uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it bugs me how the FCC determines which ones can be said. Like it, they, they can say GD because then to the people that they can't make it a religious thing. So they can say GD all they want to, but they can't say the F word. Like, oh, you're like talking about on like radio on TV, on yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that's changed some over the years. Anybody yeah. that's a Stern fan, if you've seen the movie Private Parts, yes, he he does a bit in the movie that he actually did in real life, and it was uh, man, what was the old game it was based off of? Like, it was finishing a line or whatever, and he would say something like, uh, "Robin, uh, blank a doodle do," and Robin would say, uh, "Howard, give me a cock, cock a doodle do." Yeah. You know, he, that's kind of how he yeah. got around it, but. 
nowadays, I mean, radio is dying anyway. It's you, you got to go streaming or satellite or whatever. And no, but don't you think there needs to be like an, a, a socially agreed upon etiquette? Mm, to an extent, I would say to an extent, yes. I so, don't, you don't know want people walking lo- up and dropping a deuce on your okay. like, See, like yeah, on I, your yard. I, there's a lot of different areas. Like, where's the line in it's gray area in language? Where's exactly. the line in protocol? Yeah, I see. But yeah, in some areas, yes. I, again, yeah, it's. I guess that line is kind of different for everybody. And I try not to overtly. I don't. I mean, I, I offend people all the time, but I try not to overtly <laughs> do it. So if I'm gonna, it, and here's my problem is I don't have a lot of self control. So I know that if I use dropping the f bomb all the time. And then when some little old lady's talking to me, I'm going to drop it right in front of her. And then mm. she's going to be, you know what I mean? And sure. so I, that's why whenever my kids, and that's when I quit cussing when my kids were little, I didn't want them to do it. Yeah. I didn't want them to hear that. I, didn't want, I wanted them to say, you know what? You can live life without using words like that. That's the same reason why I quit smoking and drinking alcohol and, and doing that. I have no problem with people. I mean, everybody who knows me knows I have no problem with people smoking pot, drug, whatever. Uh, drinking, but me, I just don't do it. And okay. so, and I'm, I, and my friends, they, nobody, none of my friends are like, Hey man, you gotta have a beer. Come on, have, because they all know that, you know, that, that, that there's a, a socially acceptable line where I'm at. Right. It doesn't mean I judge other people. The problem you have is you don't like to be judged for the way that you are. Me? You, you, Personally? So, so, so you don't, you you want to be able to say whatever you want to say without anybody judging you or saying what you're doing is bad. Hmm. Okay. Maybe right? I do. I'd have to think about it. I don't know. Well, I guess. Yeah. The, the and, question... and, and, and oh. yeah. Go ahead. Are the, you the... talking about me specifically? No. 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 Oh. It, it, the 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 royal you okay, or whatever, okay. the royal we or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess there's probably a lot of truth to that with most people. Sure. Well, yeah. I yeah. guess the question is to ask is would you would you feel comfortable say you went into a church. Would you would would you feel comfortable? Would you say a cuss word to the preacher? Just be like, oh, that was a no, that was a know, good that was a good that was a good places, damn sermon, you know? No, I mean it's the same as like I I wouldn't say but, it intentionally around the kids, be, or I wouldn't want my kids like I don't think the f word should be a bad word, but I still don't want my yeah. kids saying it at school or whatever. At the end of the day, it because is. I know the general consensus is that yeah. it is a bad word. So yeah. no. No, I wouldn't go into a church and say not intentionally anyway. Yeah, say a bad word. Yeah, I, I well, probably. It kind of raises your point. Why can't you do that? Why can't you be that's like my that point. was like that was a just, damn good sermon? It's you know, just an adjective in yeah. my opinion, and it's a really well, very good one. There is a preacher one. online who is the cussing preacher. Oh, really? That's legit. And, uh, and so I mean, yeah. So, okay. uh, but but he's doing it more as a hey, what you say yeah. is not, you know, it's more like what you do. Anyways, yeah. but all right, DJ. Yeah, that's, a, that's a very deep topic, topic so, right there. But you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to go ride some bicycles and probably say some bad words when I crash. <laughs> well, yeah, make, sh- make sure you uh, post your results and nobody will care. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just a practice night tonight. So yeah. All right, TJ. All right, well, hey, we had fun with the uh, Torque One Cross Reddit segment. We'll uh, we'll talk to you. Hopefully, you'll be in the studio another day someday. All right. All right. See ya. Later, guys. See ya. Bye. This. The one good top one. Some people were just kind of commenting on the points that we were making, but the one good point, actually, our winner Zach C one eighty seven said he said 
Yeah, I think I agree with this. I he said previous generations just never questioned these things and then took it as it was right. And then, yeah, I, good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Now that kind of led us just be in this predisposition, disposition, yeah, predispositioned mindset. <laughs> and now we're all more connected as a society yeah. now. Because I, my dad talked to people on the CB radio when he was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, you're not very connected when you're doing that. Right, you know, right. like now the, everybody's seen anything and we're kind of, we're a, too connected. Probably. I think we're too connected. And we're, <laughs> we're waking up. So sure. maybe by the time our grandkids, that won't, that won't even be a thing anymore. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode or this version of the Torque One. I think we're just going to go with Crossroaded. Torque One Crossroaded. I've got a bunch of TJ names. Okay. Yeah. Give me some and we'll pick a winner for the Shock Socks. Um, Well, okay. So we're still recording for the post show, but we didn't talk about this. Okay. So we'll just do it. So, no, what we're doing, guys, we had another giveaway on YouTube. Uh, We have a set of Shock Socks uh, Fork Seal Protectors. That I'm giving away on YouTube, and I asked for our YouTube viewers to give us a. I asked for a one-word description of TJ, who's not in studio right now, obviously, and we're going to give a set away. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and read them off. I guess we'll just do it. We'll keep recording. Okay. All right. So we have not ribbed. <laughs> These are a couple, couple. The first couple were not necessarily one words, but that's okay. Uh, beard in a hat, turbo car. Armadillo, I like that. I like armadillo. All right. Troll. Then we have ribbed. <laughs> and then we have uh, loud, voice, text, former amateur team owner. <laughs> Nobody said idiot. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you say it too much. Then someone's then then someone said resourceful. Well, Garrett said resourceful, and then right after that said pest. <laughs> um. And then hold on, we got we've got some. I got genius. What the heck was that? Uh, that TJ? No, it was Zach Zach C one eighty seven. Uh, mechanical. Zach C. Moto, Zach C. C. Moto head. Products. Moto head. Metal. Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, cheap. That's accurate. And I think that's it. All right, Scotty, you picked the winner. I. You like armadillo the I, best. Cause it's pretty. That's pretty creative. Okay, we'll go with armadillo. So who Ar- was that? That was. Uh, wait, hold on. I got to make sure who said it the first time. Okay. Somebody. Oh, that was that was uh, Stylin ninety nine. Still, that that's still that's like, in. That's, still, yeah, that's still Nick in. from uh, yeah. Australia. So Nick, you win a set of shock socks. Do you want red or green? Uh, yep. Just Let- hit me up. Just hit me up on uh, on one of our message deals, and I'll get you a set of shock socks. Other than that, I think that's a wrap for episode one seventy eight. I want to thank Michael Moseman, Brian Pierce, Derek Rankin, Scotty Thompson. Uh, please get involved with our Blood Lubricants contest. Post a picture if you're doing a wheelie on Instagram. Tag at Moto Xpod Show at Blood Lubricants. Also, if you can, go to Patreon. Support us. Help us out. Uh, I think that's about it. Any questions, comments, any contributions for future Torque One cross-reddit segments, Moto Xpod Show at Gmail. Other than that... We're out of here.